The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Jesus said, But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the, of the heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you will know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his, his slaves in charge each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight, or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Let's pray. Make these words more than words and give us the spirit of Jesus. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Last week with the nursery school, we made these Advent wreaths. It was my hope that every child would go home with a handmade wreath and with this little coloring book and family prayer book. If you want one, they're in the narthex. Even grown-ups can have crayons, it's okay. Anyway, it was my hope that they would go home with their families. They would light a candle or candles each week and they would be preparing their hearts for Jesus to be born in them. Now, when we made these wreaths, we used these little tea lights that they can turn on and off themselves. And as you might guess, 
all of the kids, almost all of them, lit every single candle the moment their wreath was ready. But there was one little guy who just lit the Christmas candle. And he set it in the middle. And he walked up to me and he said, with such wonder, in a kind of half whisper, I'm practicing. And there was something about that as that little four-year-old freckled face looked up at my freckled face. And we both knew something, both as believers, a four-year-old believer and a 55-year-old believer that we're practicing. We're practicing the presence of Jesus. And that is what we, were, we are doing in Advent. We're practicing the presence of Jesus for God to be with us in the person of Jesus. And we are in Advent celebrating two comings. One a long time ago in the city of David in Bethlehem of Judea, the birth of our Lord Jesus and the second coming, when he will come again in great glory, establishing God's kingdom, a renewed heaven and a renewed earth, where and when peace, love, and justice will reign. And until that day, we're practicing. And that's what it means to be awake. To be awake is to be aware of the ways that God is among us, in strangers who suddenly let us into traffic, in the way that your dog knows and holds vigil with you as you lie awake with worry. When our gospel reading for today tells us to keep awake, it's not about sleep hygiene. It's about being attuned to the sacredness of everyday life. Barbara Brown Taylor has a chapter in her book, An Altar to the World, a book I highly recommend. And that chapter is entitled, The Practice of Paying Attention. She talks about the practice of paying attention to the holiness in ordinary things, how to slow down and listen really see, to pay attention to all that is sacred, holy, and beautiful in the everyday. She writes this, regarded properly, anything can become sacramental, by which I mean an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual connection. To regard something properly is to engage in the practice of paying attention. It is as simple as looking twice at people and the things that you might easily otherwise ignore. It is one way into a different way of life, full of treasure for those who are willing to pay attention to exactly where they are. 
In our gospel, Jesus is talking to us about being attentive, that we live that we live a life aware of the ways that the kingdom of God is already breaking into our world in the big and in the very barely perceptible ways. We aren't being told to crack some code or to live in fear. Every generation has feared that they are the last. Many of us have lived through enough decades those of us who lived through 1991 and Prince's end of days song. In our gospel for today, Jesus says, but about the day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the son, but only the father, not even Jesus knows the day or the hour. This is about a different way of living. Writer and Lutheran pastor, Melissa Bills, she puts it like this. Each day, Jesus again whispers his directive into our hearts. Stay awake. God's kingdom will come and we will be ready to welcome it because we have already been paying attention. We have already awakened and we are holding vigil for the whole world. Our little guy from the nursery school, he already understands that as he is practicing. He's practicing the presence of Jesus. And he is a sign to me that the kingdom of God is indeed at hand. The spirit of God is moving in the world and God is making him or herself known, and I need to start paying attention. In our reading from Isaiah, the prophet says, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, and then accusing God, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hands of our iniquity. Our psalm calls God to show his face not one time, not two times, but three times, saying, Restore us, O God of hosts. Show the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. But God has already shown his face. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. God was born a helpless infant in the arms of a teenage girl. He lived as one of us and died for love of us. And he will come again in great power and glory and we will see him face to face. In the meantime, it's up to us to seek his face in each other, in the sacredness of this community in the welcoming of a stranger, in the face of four-year-olds who are practicing, practicing the presence of Jesus. He's been there all along. The holy is already breaking into the ordinary. So, how do you practice the presence of Jesus? I don't know how you do it, I don't know if there's a right or a wrong way. I'll give you one. 
Start your day, and before you ever get out of bed, thank God for your life. Open up your digital advent calendar that the clergy has prepared for you. Meditate on that message and ask God to help you see. Ask God to help you hear. And as you go into the world, slow down. Smell the wet garden on the way to pick up your newspaper. Pet your cat and feel the purr on your breastbone. Make time to interact with the people God puts in your way, especially when it's inconvenient. The face of Jesus will be there. We have an important job. We hold vigil for an aching world. And I only know that we're up to the job through the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul says in our reading from 1 Corinthians this morning, the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Believe it or not, you've been given all of it. His face is waiting for you in this sanctuary, outside these doors, on the street, in your yard. Open your eyes, look, listen, really see, really hear. Amen.